My name's Keen, and yes, I've done my community service. You're welcome. And when Lady Gaga said that there was 100 people listening to this podcast, I was shocked. And I'm James. <laughs> welcome back to Sits That Pod. This is the RuPaul Drag Race Reaction Podcast on the Headstuff Podcast Network. And today we're talking about RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 5, Episode 4, She MZ. Yes, and we have my, I like. I think I might have scared them just a little bit with how enthusiastic I was to speak to them, but my, I, all of my guests are my favourite guests, but these are my favourite guests. <laughs> <laughs> the absolutely hilarious uh, comedy double act Flo and Joan um, joined us today to chat about the episode. They are some musical comedians and they are brilliant. Go check them out. They have a comedy special called Alive on Stage. It's on Amazon Prime. We're checking out. They have songs and stuff on YouTube as well. So no excuse. No excuse. None. Was this episode better than last week's episode, do you think? I think it was. Because I got, for the first time in a while in Drag Race, I got like a proper out loud belly laugh. Two of them in this episode. And like, oh. and in the, uh, in the lip sync, I did find myself moderately gagged. Well, we will say no more. <laughs> Everyone, welcome Sister Pod, Flo and Jones. Well, thank you, Flo and Joan, aka Nicola and Rosie, for joining us. Just in case anybody gets distracted halfway through the podcast, let's make sure we people know where they can find you. So, you are a, a comedy, musical comedy duo, and you have currently a live Amazon Prime special called a live on stage is that right correct mm-hmm. I'm sure people have done it before this person but the the, the first person I kind of saw doing musical comedy would be like Tim Minchin S- songs that are inherently have the jokes and the ca- characters and the humor built yes into them. correct that's exactly yeah it. would you like to be our PR I was <laughs> I feel weird telling you what you are <laughs> Thank, honestly I need someone to tell yeah. me every day you're like you're like a British Garfunkel and Oates that's there we go yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah yes yeah, and that. where can people find you on social media? We are at Flo and Joan on everything, 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 everything. Cool, everything. super. So Flo and Joan are your, are your stage names, your drag names. One might say your your nom de plume. Um, but <laughs> nom Flo... de plume, what a word! I love that. It makes me want to have a massive feather in my hair. Nom de plume. Um, but Flo is is Nicola in in real life, and yes. Joan is Rosie in real life. So that might be confusing for people. But... You know, it's just two yeah. two women. One's got brown hair, one's got blonde hair. That's all you need. One wears glasses, <laughs> one's got perfect eyesight. There you go. And non-visual media like a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so w- one of you sounds blonde, one of you yeah. sounds blonde. See if you can guess which one's which. <laughs> one of us has one tooth, the other one has dragon hair. One of us has an extra eye on the side of our neck, which you only see when I wear my hair in a ponytail. Oh, I gave it away. <laughs> okay. Well, um, so we'll start off with you, Flo, Nicola. Um, how long have you been watching Drag Race? Um, yeah, and what have you been thinking of this season? I, I'm a big Drag Race fan. The first season I ever watched was All Stars Two. Oh, a good one. Really, really good. Yeah. But I watched it before yeah. I'd seen any of the series that came before, so I didn't know who any of the I didn't have any of the backstory of any of the queens, but also saw like the best of the best. Mm, yes. And then I think the next season I watched after that was eight, and then I went back to the beginning. Um, so I'm a big and I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan, um, not to brag, um, <laughs> <laughs> says the, the white girl being like, I love drag. Um, 
And then I've I this has been my first All Stars that I've enjoyed since two. I think. Okay. I think it's really strong. I went back and watched three and four recently. Yeah. And I definitely prefer. But I like how much it's been changed up because I kind of got bored with the seat like the three and four. I think because two was so good. Yeah. And then was... three kind of did this and four did that. And then they've kind of picked it back up again. And there are lots of queens that I like in five and all of the kind of changes to it as well. Yeah. Like mm. Very yeah, yeah, much yeah. here. For. Rosie, do you agree? Totally. <laughs> totally yeah. Um, <laughs> my drag race watching is not as, um, as not as loyal as Nicholas. I mm. have, I've watched a lot of the stuff that you've Nicholas watched when we'd have like dinner before a show, she would put on drag race. So I watched a lot of, like I've watched a lot of it through that, um, but I've never. I don't think I've ever gone from a season straight beginning to end. But I feel like okay. I've watched at least two episodes from every season, probably in the duration <laughs> yeah. of of everything. But I in this All Stars at the moment. I we I definitely remember Shea Coulee. I definitely yeah, no, she's phenomenal. Um, remember Miss Cracker, and everyone yeah. else is you know. <laughs> Having a good time as well. Fresh, fresh eyes. <laughs> I every time I watch an episode, I absolutely love it. But I don't. I'm not very good at. I'm not very good at binging seasons. I'm, I've got. A, mm. I've got such a distracted brain. So I like watch an episode and be like, Yeah, I know everything that happened in that season. <laughs> Something happens at the end, and, and then RuPaul walks down the runway. <laughs> I get the gist. Yeah. I see what's going on. Up to. They're all very gonna... good. <laughs> one of the wins <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this episode was was based around kind of like an improv challenge i think would that have been something that you guys would have been good at we've both done improv we both started an improv and i pulled myself away from it very quickly because i'm really really bad at it um <laughs> which i'm happy to admit i'm not playing a victim i'm just it's not in my wheelhouse i'm not very good at it so i don't do it um and i think we didn't even bother We've never even bothered trying to improvise. Rosie's very good at improv, um, but we just never bothered with Flo and Joan because, as we say, musical comedy is, like, bad enough when it's scripted and when it's improvised, <laughs> it's, like, the most fucking hideous thing. Can we, can we swear? Is yeah, that of course, okay? Of course, of course. Yeah, okay, yeah. Cool, just um, it's good when it's, done, when it's done well, it's good, but we wouldn't do it yeah. well, so it would be absolutely hideous. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of the time, I think people probably think that we have improvised and we're like, no, we actually wrote all of that down and rehearsed it, but I can understand what you think we made it up on the spot. Well, I know some of your songs are so like tongue twistery, like the track with Linda and the Cracker Packer, that it's like, there's no way that's improv because it's such a <laughs> difficult thing to get your mouth around. I'd put myself in a straitjacket if I improvised Carol Cracker Packer <laughs> I don't deserve a life. <laughs> that's, that's how my brain works. But Linda came from... I was playing, I used to um, be music, I used to music direct for, for improv. So I'd like improvise and underscore and stuff. And Linda, ca- the idea for Linda came from watching a show where someone literally just said, she's the lady in the woods. And that was all they said. The sheen, the sheen, the sheen wasn't about that. The scene wasn't about it. But they just came, they just said, oh, she's a lady in the woods. And I was like, cool. And Rosie had like heard a piece of music that was like folk music the same day. And we both came home and like put that together. So technically, okay, look, Linda was improvised. And, uh, <laughs> You're actually master improvisers. Oh, man. Yeah. Improvisarios. We are the Colin Mockery. But, like, there's many forms of improv, I suppose. Like, there's many acts, or even, like, if you watch Veep, or they think of it, like, that starts as improv, and then they just finesse it into a script as well. So, like, it can take many sort of stages of improv, too. Totally yeah, true. we definitely, like, we don't sit down and, like, we'll chat through ideas and things and, like, try and 
I guess it's, I guess you could call it improv, but it's not really. Mm. If we said that we improvised, if we explained to an improviser and said that we did improv, they would be like, that's not improv. You just said your ideas out loud before you <laughs> wrote them down. Okay. <laughs> you just, you had a conversation. I think that's that, what that's, you did. That's probably quite a good way of describing this challenge as well. It's like you say it's improv, but it's not really. It's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Did they have scripts? But were they reading off scripts when they were chatting about the task? They did seem to be, yeah, yeah. If, and they looked; it looked like it wasn't just like you know keywords. It was like full on like scene layers. Yeah, yeah. I did wonder. There were a few moments where they were like, where you could see people were looking in the other person's eyes, especially um, Mayhem and India. They were looking in each mm. other's eyes when you when you're in an improv scene and you have no idea what you're doing, who you are, where you are, what's <laughs> next, and you, you stare at your scene partner in the eyes like. One of us needs to get us out of here. <laughs> Something needs to happen. I guess we should lick some donuts. That's what. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Next. It's the natural conclusion, right? <laughs> okay. Oh, well, let's let's start at the start, top of the episode. The queens come back into the workroom. It's after uh, Mariah's elimination. They have the little box of lipsticks. They're opening it up. It looks like a lot of them are going to be for Mariah. And then two are for Shay. And she is not impressed. And I think Mayhem and Alexis were trying to hide until everybody who voted for Mariah was like, well, that was me. Well, that was me. (laughs) And then it kind of became (laughs) clear who it was. I was waiting to see. I thought that they might not say anything. And never and be like, I voted for Mariah. That was what I was like waiting for, for it to be like, for all of the queens to just sit on their hands and be like, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. So I was like, I was surprised that they said anything and then was glad that they did. Yeah. I guess it became sort of like in like once everyone was like, oh, I voted for Mariah. At a certain point, it, it was impo- it would be impossible to hide. Yeah, and but they would like- know who was lying then. That would be great television. <laughs> It would be like they'd have to wheel like the video, like the school yeah. video screen into the room and be like, play. Shea yeah. Coulee like... gets like her fingerprint swiper out. And she's like, yeah, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> um, and then like, so Mayhem and Alexis, they justify why they chose Shay. Um, and I just thought it was funny Alexis was like but I mean I just felt wrong to vote for Mayhem and Shay was like well, what about India oh I mean India India was out of the question could not I vote mean, for India given, given her stellar performance in the season so far <laughs> I can absolutely understand <laughs> I I don't understand if it's they're just keeping her in because they're like it's she's just easier to win against is my <laughs> like keep the weakest in so that your chances of going out are like slimmer like if you keep the best people in because i sometimes they're like i want to win a bit like i want to win against the best people which i understand but also if you i can understand in that moment of being like no i want to win so keep this if i've got a chance to vote the best people off then like pull a manila uh, pull a naomi smalls and like vote off manila Mm. like get rid (laughs) of the strongest people i think so i kind of yeah i think because it was obviously like mayhem took that approach where she was like I'm like outright just going to get rid of the strongest competitor and assumed everyone else was going to follow suit and then no one else yeah. did. And she was like, oh dear, <laughs> I've been exposed. <laughs> she said those exact words. Oh dear, I've been exposed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
unseen footage. <laughs> a wardrobe malfunction. I say it every time I get to take my clothes off to put my pajamas on. I, I say it. <laughs> or get into the shower. Or get out. Of the shower. <laughs> Open the shower door and walk out into my house. My housemates are like, please put some clothes on. <laughs> oh dear, it's happening again. He's like, no, you haven't been exposed. You've exposed yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, then Rue comes in and they're, you know, they're announced the challenge. And again, the teams are made up for them. So uh, Blair, Juju and Cracker become a team and they're doing this sort of Felicity Huffman college admission scandal routine. India and Mayhem are doing uh, a shoplifting routine, which I thought was originally supposed to be um, Winona Ryder, but then it turned into Ariana Grande. So I was a bit confused there. And then Shay and Alexis were, were being two housewives kicked off a show, which I don't watch any of the housewives series. I'm not sure if that's based oh, on. Oh, I got into them during lockdown. They're amazing. <laughs> Real Houses of Beverly Hills, Atlanta, <laughs> New York. I swear to God, like you need to get on it. Well, did, oh, did, no. did two of them get kicked off a season or something? Oh, one of them did get kicked off. I forgot about that. Who? Which one? Uh, uh, Kyle's sister Kim, is a kid. Uh, Paris- she the one that was drunk all the time? She was drunk all the time and also made the mistake of looking poor. Oh. So- <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, grounds. Uh oh, she's been exposed. <laughs> uh, there was a great dynamic between Shay and Alexis when they were sort of trying to read the scene where they were both being so bitter and like bitchy towards each other, uh, which I just thought made for great TV. Do you think they, they put people together on purpose for those reasons? I think so. They have to have. Yeah. Like, I think that it it would have made, like, it felt with two of the teams, especially, like, the weird drama that we can get into between Cracker and Blair, which seems to have come out of absolutely nowhere. Um, it was, like, obviously producers in the background were saying, like, oh, like, these pairings will create friction. And I think Alexis, and it was hard to know with Alexis and Shay like how much of it was them kind of playing up to the camera and how much of it was like actual tension because there was a, a couple of times where I was like like they seem to like legitimately hate each other like they feel like they're like about to just explode like it seems like just like a simmering tension in the whole scene but then also they kind of felt like maybe they were joking around kind of just like you know being funny I don't know I couldn't figure it out no especially the end like in before they went into um the runway where Shay was like, oh, now I have to like go back to not yeah. being her friend anymore. Yeah. I was like, yeah. were you like, there was a moment where I was like, it seems like you're genuinely like, oh no, I like really enjoyed mm. playing that scene with her and working with her. And now I have to go back to like my role in this as Alexis's nemesis. Um, nemesis. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't like, yeah, I was the same. I can't, I can't, I can't read whether it's like genuine or she's like, oh no, I was told before I entered the workroom that I have to like, not like Alexis. Yeah. And now I have to like go I back I was wondering, were they both trying know. to read was, whether they actually didn't like each other or not? Like they both had their guard up and they were both kind of like putting a foot out then taking straight back in again when there was a bit of a catty comment yeah as a as a strange sort of through line for the whole episode kind of with their mirror moments and then this bit is it like kind of there was a lot of like drag queens committing crime like india Ferris, like petty theft and then like yeah. the, the multiple like i've got a dui i've got two duis yeah like, <laughs> i killed a man you're like no miss cracker like not now that's not what we're doing I liked in- india being like oh you know me i used to rob when i was younger and then to a talking head obviously i'm not yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I liked how she was reaching for smooth criminal, but didn't get there. She's like, "I'm, I'm not a smooth 
a thief and then Naomi was like yeah. smooth criminal she's like yeah yeah smooth criminal that's what I meant to say <laughs> I also look she was proud that she did her community service and this like you're doing your community service not for good reasons like you're not yeah. doing it for your community you've been forced yeah. into it wasn't an option no yeah. I did my bit for the community thank oh, you you didn't you did something wrong <laughs> you avoided yeah. jail yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. There's no more litter for a week. Like, no, that's not. You didn't want to do that. You were forced. Yeah. So let's get into the cracker beef with Blair. Do we know what she was referencing? No. No. I feel like every season it feels like there's some thing that comes out of left wing where they're like, "And remember, you did that thing." And the other, per- it always feels like everyone else in the room is like, "I don't remember. I don't know what that like." That they're given like some outrageous. The producers tell them to like create something out of no and because it comes out of nowhere it feels so like shoehorned in to like give them something to do the only thing i could think of was in episode two when they're doing the i'm in love challenge and mayhem and blair seem to have an issue with kind of cracker take and being the boss yeah that's the only thing but i don't know when this this attempted coup to overthrow Cracker happened or when Alexis said, it's just all seemed very strange. I very much enjoyed Alexis last week um, Cracker. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, I give me that for the rest of the series, yeah. not Alexis going for literally everyone. Yeah, she needs like, to for one a week. partner every week. It's like, no, yeah. just, just let's, have, let's have like a single beef, you know? <laughs> yeah, pick a side. I was wondering if the Cracker Blair thing was left in purely so we could have the like spectacular reactions from GGB because I felt like that was really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like her kind of like hmm hmm you can't see me <laughs> looking wildly from sides like I, I was wondering if that's why they why why they might have left it in I don't know I think Cracker's whole bit is that she's being this she's starting all this drama and I just think GGB managed to make something that she was like oh this is clearly drama for the television I'm gonna make this about me <laughs> yeah. And, you know, yeah. yeah she also looked at the camera during one of the ping pong looks which yeah. meant that she knew the cameras were there. She knew exactly what she was doing. I respect yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was weird then. We jumped straight into the challenge. And before we talk about it, then we see the uh, the pre-runway makeup. And then we get to the runway and RuPaul only introduces the challenge. So it seems like this episode was out of sync in some way. Yeah, I don't... I. It feels like it all just happened really quick. Like it was like a cut and paste from like yeah. 10 episodes where they're like, oh, just put this stuff. That will get mm. that out there. That's fine. <laughs> like it's, I don't know. It does feel a bit weird. And I never like, I always like a mini challenge or something that's like more than just the main challenge. Um, like just something else, especially because like, it felt like the actual improv filming felt qu- quite short. So I was like, oh, maybe this is like only bits of it. And then when it got to the runway, I was like, there's half an hour of this episode left and they're not doing, <laughs> yeah. okay, sure. Like it did feel like just weird, like the proportions of it felt weird. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely, completely agree with that. I don't know, like I was starting to think about it. It's like, do you know if you're like a bit drunk and really excited to tell a kind of slightly convoluted story to your friends in the pub? And you kind of, you keep like, you, you keep rushing forward, then remembering a detail and having to come back to kind of fit it. Like it kind of felt yeah. a bit like it was, like, I don't know, it felt weird in the way it was laid out and there was like bits missing. And I, I liked the like TMZ kind of like boy drag bit. I thought that was fun. And, and, and like some of the, like, actually I was like, oh, India Farah, you're actually really cute as a guy. But, um, 
I don't know, it was so, it was so jumpy from thing to thing that you couldn't, re- I, I find it difficult sometimes to follow what was going on. Um, yeah. or like and the green like screen was awful oh yeah. my god it was <laughs> Carson's glasses and any he picked up a martini glass which yeah. was just like shaking all over the place I expected like a dolphin or like some other weird thing to like come up in the background where they'd like mess up the green screen was also, like, so what? bad what a bland background to need to green screen do you not have <laughs> an office yeah. just kick someone out of a cubicle <laughs> Was he not in the room? I couldn't make it out because it looked like they were in the room, but then at, at times there was a green screen. Yeah, it felt like yeah. they were having like back and forths with someone in the room. Mm. So that must have been scripted or scripted otherwise, and he was somewhere else, which I don't understand. No. Yeah. Sorry, just working <laughs> out the logistics of Drag Race before we really get <laughs> Because he was there for me. the runway as well, so he was definitely around set, whereas Ross Matthews yeah. appeared in the scenes but didn't come to set. He was out on the streets with his camera. Yeah. yeah, I did like. I really liked his look. In oh yeah, I really the liked the pink hat. Yeah, yeah, and the little green trousers. Yeah, yeah. yeah Carson, I didn't, and he was dressed like, um, like a guy from like Austin Blankety Blank in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I didn't understand the question behind it, which is why I was like, have we just like taken something that Carson filmed in like nineteen eighty two, and they've like cut that in. <laughs> They just like hacked that together. And I didn't understand any of that. <laughs> okay, so well, the first up is Shay and Alexis's beef at an outdoor restaurant. First, I don't understand why they all happen to ha- happen outside. Drag outside always seems weird, but there we go. That's why it happened. Um, what did you guys think of that? I'm going to say I thought it was a little bit stiff. Mm. <laughs> I. I I, I couldn't work out how much was improvised and how much was scripted. That was what was frustrating me because it felt like a lot of it was scripted. I didn't think I, it was that funny. I I felt like it was... I It could have been the worst. I think it's telling of, like, the... You must have missed, like, every improv challenge in all of the Drag Race that you've seen that I watched that and was like, that's not that bad, actually. <laughs> the Drag Race improv. <laughs> where's the game? Where's Where's the... <laughs> Where are we going? I've done a bit of improv as well and I've always been told you should always be on the same team as your partner and the fundamental basis of that scene was for the two of them to be arguing the whole time which is yeah. what I've been told never to do. So um, yeah, it did seem it was doomed to fail from the start. Yeah. And like I thought Shay was was taking her moment to get sort of witty one-liners out whereas Alexis was just kind of like Yeah. Yeah. Just skewing. Um Alexis because I think when she when she goes into that kind of like performance mode based on like her season before and and from like All-Stars 1, she does this thing where her voice goes up to a couple of octaves and she starts kind of is just sort of like yammering. Um, and because you saw like with like it worked really well in that like challenge she did with the like the American PSA thing where she's like BAM I want you to come back home Poppy like <laughs> with, I mean I'm not sure if that's yeah. appropriate to do anymore but anyway <laughs> it's very accurate to be fair it was accurate <laughs> but, um, but I, I don't know I think that it felt like she was trying to overcompensate by not really being sure about what she should do or say by just kind of uh, sort of upping the ante and uh, like it, it kind of it I was thinking about Shay, kind of if you remember when she was with Sasha Valor and those sort of challenges and stuff, and they would play off each other really well because I think the two of them are slightly more understated, subtle performers. Uh, and I think that there was, I, I don't know, just a mismatch in the the energy. Um, and then I, I also think when like a scene like that sort of descends into just like people flipping the table and throwing burgers around, it's like, oh, they've run out of stuff to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what it felt. That's what it felt. Yeah. I feel like Shay also like in those edits, when like it comes out, 
I was trying to imagine like what actually happened versus what we're allowed to see. And in those situations, like Alexis either comes out of that as you, you were too much, you overpowered Shay and like, that's a bad thing. Or you play the same, like you see the same thing and then it's Shay. You let Alexis overpower you. Like you should have like, so I was interested to see like how, how the judges then saw it as to like, what were we told? was the mm. right or wrong way because i was like for sure alexis like sh- no sh- sh- yeah sh- like yeah. Let's, exactly. let's relax and i think another <laughs> thing is in improv the best person on the stage can be the person who's setting everybody else up and you do not get any credit for that in drag race if you are not the one with the laugh lines you are not getting any points yeah yes that is true yeah shay was quite patient I-, I thought shay was so like i just think even though we didn't really know her character i just feel she totally embodied this this woman i think she's a really really good actress and i think yeah. she acts whereas alexis was just alexis yeah yeah so i would tentatively say that shay knows how to act and alexis has absolutely no technique whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> But, and I Not think to that, judge. That can be that can be that can be grand for for a drag queen. Like if you look at someone like Alyssa Edwards, like she doesn't know how to do anything other than Alyssa Edwards. But that's fine because Alyssa Edwards is enough. And I kind of think that Alexis Mateo is similar in that way, and that all she really needs to know how to do is herself. But when she gets put in these challenges, it sort of can come off a bit sort of like it's jarring because she's trying to do something she's not very good at, and you're just like, no, just do the thing you're good at. But if she had she would have been given out to you for that on the runway. Uh, but you are, you're, you're absolutely right that it is interesting to know like what way the, because it could have been edited both ways. But I think that because Shay had a couple of like real funny one-liners in there, they were probably like, okay, we, we can't really go down the, like you were overpowered route um, with Shay. And I think if Shay had been in the bottom again this week on like International Pride, people would have like actually just lost their shit. It would have, it would have been would have... unacceptable. <laughs> I'm still coming down from the fury that I have from last week. <laughs> I've never been more angry about anything. In my life. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I know. I can't. <laughs> so next up then was the the mother daughter admin scandal scene, uh, which sort of starts off with with Cracker darting her head around, looking at the door. She comes out. She gets cornered by Ross, and then the scene joins. Um, I felt Blair was noticeably the weakest and out of the three. Just quite boring. Mm. Didn't add anything. She played the, mm-hmm. bo- but she was playing a boring girl anyway. Actually, no, she yeah. could have been fun. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to let her <laughs> She was fucking boring. It is hard <laughs> to be that upset though, because it's, you know, because you can't actually cry. It always just kind of come off as fake, I think. But she probably should have been more dramatic, maybe. I don't know. It was hard to know. Yeah. She didn't have any, like, she didn't say much either. It was just a lot no. of responding. She didn't come in with any zingers, mm-hmm. I like to call them. Yeah. <laughs> Did you trademark that word? <laughs> I have now. <laughs> I'm taking it off of um, Colonel KFC man. <laughs> it's a chicken Case zinger. <laughs> Um, did, did you agree with the judges, Nicola, that that Cracker was the star of that scene? Her, between her and Juju B, definitely. Mm. Um, I think Cracker like had she was setting things up for Juju B to then like spike over the net. I think like they worked really, really well together. But I think Cracker like knew how to do. Like was just like I know how these things work. I know what to like. I know the structure. I know what the things are we need to hit. And so, like, she set everything. She was, like, funny in her own right, but also did a lot of the legwork of, like, setting Juju B up to 
then play off them like play off her really well i thought i i think her her line when lady gaga said there could be 100 people in a room you were shocked was <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> i think like she deserved to win just for that line <laughs> absolutely <laughs> beautifully delivered and, and just extremely extremely funny <laughs> that but being I said if we hadn't told what the premise of the scene was at the start of the episode would we have known what it was about Absolutely I mean, not. that's true no. of every single Drag Race challenge. <laughs> 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 so true. <laughs> um, and then finally, then we have Mayhem and India. And Did you notice at the start, they said that India was going to be the shop girl and Mayhem was going to be the shoplifter? And I thought, oh, that's dodgy racial profiling to get into there. And then they swapped it by the time the scene came around. Oh, I missed that. Oh, Ooh. I missed that too. Yeah. Thank God. I also missed that. Yeah. <laughs> me, got my, my anti-racist glasses on now. I'm the thing's going past me. <laughs> uh, I thought this was doomed to be very bad. And I thought it exceeded expectations. <laughs> yeah. But I want to know what the other drag queens are watching. Because like when you get to like the deliberation bits after, they were all like, oh my God, girls, we thought you were amazing. We yeah. were watching Oscar-worthy performances out there. How are we going to send one of you home? And I was like, like I, I saw the fear in both of their eyes for the duration of the scene. And I also saw like what you were saying about the, like, the, the making eye contact of like, where to next? <laughs> Any more donuts? What now? <laughs> Drop a glass out of your box. <laughs> <laughs> do something <laughs> well that's an example of how it's obviously scripted because that was a sugar glass vase yeah. so obviously they wanted her to do that that wasn't her idea we, we don't know yeah. like drag drag is like really like edgy it could it could have been real glass oh they said it untucked it was sugar glass oh <laughs> i also now want to like watch the how she walked at the beginning of the scene to see if you could tell that she had like a <laughs> yeah. crockery cupboard in her bottom <laughs> i know she- I think India's the beginning of India's scene was um, the best acting. Like it felt yes. real. Like she had been caught in a parking lot. Yeah. With she was using sense memory for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also wasn't it. sure whether she was unsure of what she was doing or unsure how her character should have behaved. <laughs> like she'd been put in the back of a van and yeah. spun around, and then they just threw her out of the van and gave her a bunch of bags. <laughs> <laughs> even though in that one you did sort of see the moment where they were they were bickering and they both stop and they had that stare in your eye moment that you were talking mm. about rosie and then they were like save me the donut let me lick the donut for and then they're on the same team again yeah i have like absolutely when i watched them lick the donut was like i've done that in so many in the poor student improv that I did in my early days was like I've licked a couple donuts in a scene. <laughs> <laughs> like this is a scene between a mother and a daughter having a confrontation about this thing or like talking about how much they love clogs and then suddenly you're like mom do you want to let this donut what 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 like, I've been there I understand why this <laughs> you're bad at improv and then you're like let's drag this other person down with me you lick the donut too like, no, no you're going down on this ship on your own donut shops on flight isn't there a scene in the office where they're doing improv and the guy keeps taking out a gun oh, that you're, yeah, like, yeah. that's your Absolutely. improv trope when it's like whatever you don't know what to do it- I brought donuts yeah. by the way yeah <laughs> No one wants to improvise Absolutely. with the donut girl. No, I am the donut girl. She's not girl. on our team. Hello. What's her motivation? What's her character? She yeah. likes donuts. Don't worry, I need to say. 
100% going to be a Flo and Jones song in the future, I think. This, this girl who licks donuts and keeps spaz up her pants. When we get booed Absolutely. off stage, we'll unravel Sissy That Pod sign. <laughs> Blame! Wait. Blame. Dragged off by a hook. So, Nicola, which scene was the best? The the cracker due to be I don't want to call it the college admission scandal because it I don't think it was about that but the, yeah, no. Ms. Cracker Juju B and I'm saying Miss Cracker and Juju B because I don't think Blair was in that scene okay uh would you agree Blair. Rosie totally agree I was watching Juju B yeah. the whole time I think her acting is genuinely insane and I can't wait her to star in a Ryan Murphy film her acting is incredible I, would, I couldn't keep my eyes off her yeah mm, as Michelle yes, was started layered She's talking about the donut. Would you agree? <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. <laughs> I would. I would completely agree. I think that that scene, had, and it was Cracker and GGB. The the play between the two of them was was really funny. I would have said that the rest were. I think Shay would have been like slightly below them two, um, but she was kind of like trampled on a bit by by Alexis, and then the rest of them were you know, poor So then we're back in the workroom and they're getting ready for the runway and we have our sort of mirror moment set up by Blair of mayhem and her sort of struggle with substances and driving and DUIs. And it's kind of the first emotional moment we get all season. Mm. I always like each season they have the, it sounds like I'm playing it down and I'm not, but the, this is the season we talk about our dead parents. This is the moment we talk about this thing, which I think actually in the past there have been like lots where, I genuinely like they are convers- this sounds patronizing but they're genuine conversations that you don't see happening on television between like sincere people like actually talking but I do always enjoy the moment of short of seeing a producer like whisper in an ear and run away like mention your DUI and then like <laughs> quietly like run out of the scene like they always feel like they come out of nowhere but I feel like I knew about Blair's DUI during her season I'm sure someone told me about, like, when she was like, it was revealed in TMZ. I was like, I knew that, I think. Uh, yes, no, because I remember before before the season started, there was drama about how one of the cast members had had a DUI and it had, to, had like, they were meant to be on parole or something when they'd gone to, to, to film it. But maybe it's kind of like the reddest underbelly of drag knew about it, but it didn't become kind of more common knowledge until after she was actually on the season and it got it got put out. Um, um, but yeah, yeah so I, I remember somebody speculating that the police arrived and handcuffed her off the show, which obviously didn't happen. I'm sort of glad it was spoken about, but also I was more interested in hearing mayhem. I feel like Blair is just doing anything to be interesting this season. Where <laughs> yeah. Just like shut yeah. up. No, there's there's a real sense of like I'm not the good girl anymore. Hey, look at me. Yeah, I'm gonna oh, wear man. sexy clothes and 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 all this craziness. Yeah, and there's a Blair bit... exudes the energy of like a 13 year old girl who has always been overlooked at school and isn't interesting and no one pays any attention and then comes back after the summer holidays and has like boobs which are mostly padded but now thinks that she can sit with the popular kids and they're like no you're still boring but she's like i'm sassy i've got boobs now and you're like no girl just relax like everything feels like very affected and like intentional where you're like look we under we can see your lips we know you've changed like let's just relax and like but she looks i don't know past blair but i think she looks incredible no she looks she looks stunning like her her look has really 
Like she's the, one of the most beautiful drag queens that's ins- ever been on insane. the show. It's insane. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it's just so on her first season when she she came in was she season nine or season ten? I can't ten. remember. Ten. She she came in as this kind of like wholesome kind of drama girl, kind of like real like innocent and sweet and sort of you know kind of got like over like, I think she got overwhelmed because it was the longest she'd ever been away from her mother. And they always used the word ingenue. That was the ingenue. regular. Yeah. yeah. And she I think, was the Broadway queen. Exactly. And when she came back this time, she wanted to be like, I'm edgy. I've gone from a Charlotte <laughs> to a Samantha and you're going to exactly. know about it. <laughs> I've given a blowjob. I'm like, okay. Blow and I've got the lips to prove it. Yeah. <laughs> I will still only ever remember her as the, Rosie, I'll make you watch it because it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. During the, um, the Ruko Labs episode where she looked like Bambi on ice where she was like I'm a dancer and then every time she did a pirouette it looked like her tiny little legs were gonna snap like they were just like this it's the funniest thing I've ever I used to rewatch it and scream laughing just watching her on her tiny beautiful little legs just like balancing around (laughs) so the runway this week was camouflage couture and the first up was jujube um did we like this look Yes. Oh my god, yes. She looked rich and beautiful. Oh, incredible. I loved it. The cape was just oh, gorgeous. Yeah. And yeah, and the camo print underneath as well was just yeah. I thought she looked fantastic. I didn't realise until she said it was camouflage that has been camouflaged. And then I was like, That's that's so that's amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, true, yeah. Yeah. She was actually camouflaged up against her background. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's mm. amazing. Clever. Then we, it was uh Miss Cracker, and I think this was my favourite look, the sort of like army cadet camouflage with like a super long ponytail i thought it was really strong yeah she looked she... like she's gonna be in six the musical like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for like set in the desert or something. it's she looked her face looked so beautiful like i've always yeah. thought she was like pretty or whatever but was never that bothered and then with her ponytail i thought she looked so pretty Mm. Yeah, she re- she really did. Uh, I thought she looked like a character you could pick in like Tekken or one of those uh, yes. those kind of games. Um, and I always find it funny whenever I see her that like she has got these like little stumpy legs. <laughs> She's got my legs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, and it's like in both her like in this and then her rum, her lip sync look this evening I was like is Cracker actually like sexy? <laughs> uh, which kind of and I was like yeah she looked great and this is a really good night for her. Yeah, definitely. And as Sarah Hyland said, it was like Ariana Grande meets Destiny's Child Survivor video, which I was like... Yes. That's so true. We got a decent uh, comment from one of the judges this season for once. <laughs> 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 uh, up next then was Blair, and she went kind of out of the box a bit being like, I'm going to be a tree, because then I can camouflage with a tree. See, now having um, what you said there about the kind of like the boring girl who thinks she's interesting, this is kind of like she got cast as the tree in the like school play. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to make the most of this. Yeah. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but I did love it. I thought she looked great. I don't like it. I, d- I don't understand why you would ever wear brown. <laughs> <laughs> didn't didn't the was- Vivian do it in... The, like, in the, oh yes, she yeah. did, and it was no. it was a, a it was a turd. It was a massive turd, and I think <laughs> the same thing is going on with this one below the below the titties. Is do so you think she it looked like a, a dress that she'd just been slowly lowered into like one of those poo tanks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We should ring her up and tell her that her looks looks like she's been lowered into a poo tank. <laughs> like you said, one of those poo tanks. Like they're a regular... 
Like, I meant on any corner. <laughs> I couldn't remember the word for septic tank, so I just was like, I'm running out of words between the word. I just didn't say poo tank. I don't, I don't know if you've been to Ireland much, but there's a poo tank on every corner. <laughs> I heard tell, but I didn't know if it was true. Take your pig. <laughs> I think Blair, like, everything about her is just she's just trying too hard where she's trying to think outside of the box for everything where you're like Mm. just just stop it just do something like i get and it was the same with the skin love the skin you're in where i was like that's not the challenge what you've just done there is not the challenge (laughs) i was so angry about it yes she looked incredible but it wasn't it wasn't the challenge. And I feel like in everything, she's like, let's think like eight steps away from this. It's like, no, because I'm just in another challenge. That was like category is woodland. Yeah. Like Jan in the last season really annoyed me for that too, where kind of like, it's like, just give me like a simple, beautiful look, even just once rather than taking everything into like a concept on a concept on a concept on a concept that brings you like so far away from the challenge that it's not even connected. Yeah, because then there'll come the point where you can do those like weird concepts and stuff. Like there'll be a time when that is, that makes sense and is the task, like is the challenge. Stop, I just, oh, it's, she's just trying so hard and I kind of get it, but I don't, I reject it and I don't appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. It's been served, you understand it and you were sending yeah. it back to the kitchen. <laughs> Absolutely, no thank you. I understand that it's supposed to be a pizza, but it cost me $11 and I don't want to eat it. <laughs> Uh, next up was Shea Coulee. She went for like a blue camouflage in the sort of 60s style with like a beehive. I thought this was really, really strong. Yeah. This is like another level, I think. Yeah. Mm. That is like the example of take the... Shay does it perfectly where she is always like a little bit different, but she gets it enough where you don't have to like think about how you got to that point, I think. Yeah. yeah. Like she took camouflage, she... Look, it just looked incredible mm. and like she just used it in a different way yeah the glasses that's are how amazing. you like take it somewhere else but also you could imagine somebody actually wearing this like this is like an old sort of glamorous nan in i would 1960s. wear that for sure yeah. whereas you couldn't imagine why anybody would look like blair in real life <laughs> <laughs> unless they had been dumped in a poo <laughs> I, I think on the, on the subject of like good judge content, which we haven't done a lot of this season, I really enjoyed when Sarah Highland said, if she waters my cans, will they grow? Yes. <laughs> Do you think she was fed that line? I don't know if she's funny in real life. Do you think she is? I think she is. I, I'm going to, I just want her to be. I don't know if yeah. she actually is. <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll yeah. give her the benefit of the doubt. Next up was Alexis Mateo. She went for hunter camouflage, which I thought was a good idea, even though I thought hunter camouflage still had, like, it was white and grey, those camo strips, rather than this, which was just looked like a fancy dressing gown. Mm. I mean, a very fancy dressing <laughs> gown. Very fancy. <laughs> uh, but I thought she looked great as this sort of, like, snow queen. This was my favourite one. I don't know what hunter camouflage is. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Like, well, I just think it isn't that, but there you go. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but that's not it. <laughs> um, I, I think one of the like I'm noticing this as we as we do all the runways through All Stars in general. The problem is that they all come so well that there's there's never really a dip in quality. They're all really strong and really good. So you don't like it's only a very rare one where you're kind of gonna go. 
oh that was really bad like it looks like it was chopped on and like not really fitting the challenge in a really bad way um so i think that there's been quite a high bar so basically i want someone that i can boot i mean mayhem later but yeah i'm uh, gonna say <laughs> talking about dips in quality up next is mayhem <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I feel bad saying that. And on any, like on a normal season, this would be up there at the top. But just because it's all stars, I just felt this was a bit a step below the rest. I think, like in any other season, Michelle would have read her for wearing a leotard and boots. Yeah, yeah. Like I, that's what it was. Yeah. Essentially, I think. I think Mayhem. She just doesn't seem to have tried at all this season. Yeah. Well, like, I also think she didn't try as hard. Like, she'd give me... I think she has the same energy as her season where it does... She always seemed to think that it was just a given. But everyone else watching is like, no, that's not great. Or like... But yeah, especially for All-Stars. I was like, that's a leotard and, like, boots. Yeah. yeah. With, like, some chains on it. And, like, her... But, her like, her makeup looked great. But her makeup always looks great. So, like, you can't sort of just sit back and be like, oh, my face will get me through. Yeah. But I thought fucking... her looks on her season were better than an All-Stars 5. Like, she came top three in the ball challenge. Like, she won in that look where she, like, had changed those gloves, those black sort of gloves into a look. Like, yeah. any of that, even the episode she goes home in that we see a glimpse in where she's wearing that leather and lace sort of pink uh, country look. And, like, any oh, yeah. of them, they were all better than what we've seen on her runway in All-Stars 5. So it's just confusing, I think. Yeah. I think, though, like, she... Because she comes from that, like, clique of, like, West Hollywood drag queens that are kind of, like, the the... the it seems to be like a real, I suppose, the height of the height, the best of the best are part of this group or like in Delta and Morgan and that. And I think she walks in maybe with a little bit of a reputation and she kind of thinks like, I'm, you know, I'm destined to be here. This is just part of my journey. And then she doesn't maybe try as hard as, as she could have. Mm. um, Or it just doesn't translate in a way maybe she thinks it should. But yeah, I yeah. thought this is a bit basic. Yeah. Finally, then was India, and I thought this was such a good evolution of India. Like we we were kind of getting the kind of a similar look the first three weeks, but this was a real sort of next step. I'm I'm in love with her. I think she's beautiful. Yeah, I think she's. I thought this is, this is my favorite. That was my favorite of the entire night. I thought it just was spectacular. The like the leather boot things and like the kimono shape. Oh, it was gorgeous. And the hair slicked back. Oh yeah, I thought she was she was gorgeous. And then, like, just under the kimono, she had that massive gold necklace that yeah. didn't, on anything else, would have been... Way too much. Yeah, but it was just, like, just tucked in. Like, she yeah. just kind of yeah. tucked it in like a little napkin. Mm. Yeah, I think with her, though, with, with India, like, her runways have been so strong this season. She looks amazing any time she's out on the runway. And even in the challenges, she looks really well. And she hasn't managed to, like, bring it fully in a performance mm. place yet. And I would really like her to do that, because I just think that, you know... It would be nice for her to get that full redemption. Um, I suppose she did in the first week, but like her, that was just like a kind of like a lip sync dance thing or whatever. You'd like to see her like do a kind of like a, if she was really good in Snatch Game next week, that would be fantastic for her. I think that would like complete her journey in, in All Stars. I didn't think, I had sort of low expectations for her in the first episode just from like how it was edited of her, like the classic like queen from the earlier seasons where they're like oh can she keep up and blah 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 and then when she did the lip sync and because they the whole build up to that was like oh no like all of these queens are really bringing it like I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it and then she like absolutely smashed it in the tits so I got so excited in that first episode and it does feel like her performances have been like going down but then her her looks are her licks and her lol Freudian slip her donut licks and her general looks (laughs) are so good 
I love that makeup on her this week as well. Yeah. It was so cool. I kind of feel this episode, I actually was more impressed with her because I kind of expected her to do a decent performance at the talent show. Didn't expect her to win, definitely not. But I did not expect her to do, have any bit of acting or any bit of character in that improv scene so I thought that was a big step up for her obviously compared to the others she was still quite low so she impressed me with that and she impressed me with this look because I felt there was an evolution so I kind of have yeah. India higher in my opinion after this episode than the first one in a weird way mm. I just yeah. don't trust her there's something you know <laughs> <laughs> something sneaky about her she, she seems like she'd steal stuff and I don't, I don't like that well she admitted she, she, yeah. she admitted it if she will do community <laughs> service if she does so yeah. you should be grateful yeah. for that <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> I, I meant to ask as well who did you think was the best boy in the SheMZ challenge because I think she actually looked like a, a lad who'd be in that room uh, I really enjoyed how Blair Sinclair looked exactly like you know original Justin Bieber I thought yeah. that was yeah. <laughs> yeah. that was yeah. that was scary I thought that Shay looked like really hot and so yeah. Mayhem yeah. and I, I would honestly I, ooh, I, I would if, if, if I were on Grindr and they were all there I think definitely I would be tapping um, India Farah first though that's that's the that's ooh. the scale I thought GGB's acting was the most convinced. I I was the most convinced. We get it, Rosie. You want to give GGB an Oscar? <laughs> <laughs> the, Meryl, the Meryl Streep of All Stars Five. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Okay, so Miss Cracker wins the challenge. Um, GGB is in the top three. I thought Alexis got a low critique, but according to the Drag Race Wikipedia, which is what I base all my facts off, she got a high critique, so she was in the top three, and then Mayhem and India were in the bottom two. Do we agree? I don't. I would put Blair and Alexis in the bottom two, personally. I would have put Blair in the bottom two, Hmm. I think. I think Blair and Mayhem probably would have been my bottom two. Okay. Because I do think that Alexis had, like, while she was kind of, like, wildly over the top and kind of probably giving it too much, she was also, like, she had some, like, when she did put the, like, burgers in her tits, like, that was pretty funny. Mm. Um, and, you I don't know, even, like, when she was, like, running into the camera, being like, get away from me, get away from me. I thought that was, like, kind of clever. Um, okay. But, yeah, I think Blair didn't really add anything to her scene. And then I think of the, of herself, of Mayhem in India, I thought, thought Mayhem was probably the, the, the weakest. Definitely. I think that, like... Because Mayhem and India's scene was the weakest in general, and like, and Crackers and GGBs and Blair's was the strongest. Blair got by on the coattails of like people didn't see how actually bad her thing was because I think they had enough because they had enough good material from Miss Cracker and GGB. You don't notice that Blair hasn't done as as little as she actually did. Mm -hmm. So the scene in general seems really great because two people in it were really great and Blair managed to like get by on the coattails like just kind of hiding in the background and like popping her head in every now and again to say something that like didn't hurt the scene yeah like it sort of contributed and it was in character so it seems to make sense she was kind of just like a talking prop in the scene like she 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 didn't she didn't have a character herself she just was there to facilitate the conversation between Cracker and GGB yeah uh, Rosie, I'm guessing you would have Juju would have been your winner, and who would have been in the bottom? Hundred percent, Juju be win forever. Yeah. Um, bottom, I think you're right. Blair Sinclair was. Now I think about it, 
bad in the ta- challenge and was dipped in a poo tank, I think she should have been, <laughs> definitely been in the bottom. <laughs> I also just, I just don't like, I don't feel like India has has it to get that far. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like her steam's going to run out pretty fast. Cracker wins. They all go backstage. They're deliberating. Um, not that much comes really out of the deliberation. I kind of felt Cracker was kind of looking for reasons to send mayhem home because she was kind of like you know do you have are are you really gonna show us what you are you really here showing us what you're supposed to bring us and then she talks india and I, she was like do you think mayhem's showing us what she wants to show us and yeah. like, oh so you're saying india has or mayhem has no more to give are you and india's like <laughs> yeah okay sure let's go with it <laughs> uh, so yeah what did you guys think of the sort of backstage deliberation she'd already made her mind up for sure yeah, I think, think Miss Cracker. So. I think I wondered if there was going to be like a tiny bit of like season sister loyalty in it. Yeah, that's what I thought at the start, but obviously not. No, <laughs> I, that was the only thing that I was like intrigued. And I think just like everything, and like I think the other queen said it too, that Mayhem just didn't seem that bothered. Like she didn't put up any kind of fight. Mm. Like she felt that she deserved, like she, it felt like she thought it was in the bag like she didn't even have to say anything yeah yeah but then like at the end she, she made some kind of comment about like sometimes you've got to leave the party before you're asked to leave or like you don't want to be the last one left which then I was like do you do this on purpose like it felt like a weird like I chose to leave now it's like no girl you were voted off like this this wasn't <laughs> a choice you did bad and you got kicked out I don't know Miss Cracker is up against a lipstick assassin and I, we James and I have been saying that we think that the lip sync assassins are going to be the people who are on the Work the World tour. And one of those people is Cameron Michaels, who was the person who eliminated the Cracker the first time in season 10. And I had this gas moment that I was like, oh my God, it could be Cameron Michaels. We could be getting this redemption. And then it was Morgan McMichaels and everyone was like, why is she here? Because <laughs> <laughs> she lives nearby. <laughs> I was literally going to say, it's, do you live within driving distance? Get in <laughs> um, Rosie what did you think of the lip sync I didn't find it that fun I always go uh, whenever I watch the ones I have watched I always go in hoping for something mad to happen but I didn't mm. the only funny thing I found was Miss Cracker whacking her head out the side of the yes uh, that was that was where I was like okay it's picking up now let's go and then it was almost the end of the song by then I didn't <laughs> I didn't think either of them were that fun I don't know mm. I felt that um Kind of that there were so many different like stunts in it. Like they were like flapping themselves all over the stage and then they were like skipping each other's legs and then they were like, you know, jumping into each other's crotches that I think that the the, the people who maybe when they were editing it, editing it, they were like, oh, you need to show all these stunty moments, which yes. meant that it felt like a kind of a disjointed performance. Yeah. Because like one minute, one minute, like uh, Miss Cracker's at the front of the stage, kind of like with her face in Morgan's, uh, in Morgan's crotch and then like literally a second later she's like popping her head out the back of the like, yeah. how did you get back there yeah. <laughs> i did love when miss cracker was swinging her leg around yeah <laughs> i laughed out loud at that that was good i looking at it i don't think cracker has much rhythm at all it was proper like white girl dancing you know sort of way it's just kept I... doing the moves but not to any recognition of the beat whereas i thought morgan was was feeling the music a lot more yeah it was the same with like when cracker was like doing when she did her first cartwheel into a split i was like that's not even the chorus what are you doing like yeah. she did it at a point in the music where i was like why are you doing this now like and two seconds later there's a big crash or whatever and she's just already flopping on the floor and you're like you- i don't think she i feel i think it's because she's shorter and i'm saying this as a very short person myself 
that short people don't dance very well when they're trying because our limbs are short and it just doesn't look nice. Okay. Doesn't look bad. <laughs> Sorry, no offense to short people, but whatever. But like, I think because she, like, when she swung her legs around, it does, it looks short and stubby because there's not like this beautiful long leg swinging. So everything feels like when you kick your leg, it takes less time to like hit the air and come back down again. Whereas when you're long, like when you're tall, it's like a beautiful long kick that then like hits the floor. I think Cracker's just not sexy. And so her trying to dance that song, she's like a comedy queen and she didn't find a way to make that song funny until she was like sticking her head out the door. Mm. Yeah, like a Ben like yeah. style sort of sort of comedy reaction yeah. of it. And, and when you said about the stumpy legs there, not only does she have smaller legs, she also has them padded to make them look chunkier than they actually are. It makes the extra the stub even more stubby. <laughs> and her tights are always the wrong colour. Her tights are this weird like yellow Beige, yeah. Yeah, no one's legs are that colour. Not even Barbie's legs are that colour. And it's- her face so doesn't weird. match it so it's no she looks so beautiful and then you hit her her tights and you're just like mate what are you up to i do think her look for this was the best she's ever yeah. looked on drag race yeah she was just phenomenal like, oh, her, her, like that the wig. wig was gorgeous oh i loved it i did like the wig i thought it also like it was so fortuitous that Morgan was dressed like similarly because then to watch it it was they looked so like they looked so good next to each other like a like a a beautiful swan and a cygnet that's molting (laughs) 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 pigeon that got into the nest (laughs) so they both win which pissed me off because whenever they do this double chante in um or double winner in all stars it's just it's whenever two queens could go home and only one queen goes home and it's like fool me once shame on me fool me twice shame on me fool me three times uh, fool me four times you're not going to do it because I'm fucking sick of this happening <laughs> uh, so as soon as they said double winner I was like okay well they're both sending the same person home and that person was Mayhem who everybody voted for to go home including Mayhem herself she gave up she voted for herself because uh, she said she couldn't bother? vote for India I, I can understand like probably she felt like she felt like the writing was on the wall she kind of thought like obviously um, you know she, she felt like she was on the way out so she was like I want to try and turn this around so like it's that rewriting the narrative thing of like oh you know know when to leave the party understand when your time is up that like but it's like no one wants that on this show like fight for your place like even like just like say like even you know in your little mirror moment be like oh you know you're a fantastic queen but I can't send myself home so that you look like you've got a bit of drive in you um, would have been better than so I didn't realise she'd voted for herself I hadn't looked that up and that's and after they all like read Angina two weeks ago for doing that as well. Um, and then she was actually making fun of Angina in the next week where she was like, oh, Angina's going to be like, oh, I can't believe I sent myself home. And then she did it herself. Oh, here, listen. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be mad on the blogs tonight. <laughs> <laughs> So, as always, we've been running our Fantasy League in the background. Uh, you can find the link in our bio if you haven't yet played. You pick a team, they win points, somebody wins. Currently, uh, winning this week is Stephen Stephen O9396, um, who's an Instagram user, follows us, so congratulations. And joined up there is also Breed Boo, who's Breed from Bandwagon. Ooh. So, well done, Breed. Uh, follow our Instagram stories, at Pod on Instagram, and you will see who is the actual winner of this week overall. Yes. And next week, we have a very exciting voucher. The winner of next week alone will win a Just Eat voucher for €20. Euro. Um, so, what more incentive do you want to get along and start playing the fancy league nothing no more sentence <laughs> no. also if you are following us on instagram at pod 
James will be live tomorrow with his thoughts on Untucked of this episode. Next week's episode, we have a guest on from the US, so we have to record on their time, so that episode will be out next Sunday. Yes. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll be back with you on Wednesday when we are discussing the Canadian queens of Drag Race Canada in our Meet the Queens yes. Canada special. Until then, have a great week. Bye! Bye. Happy Pride! This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.